This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I'm going to say that it's, um, it's a COVID, an honor to speak to the girls, but actually it's a COVID. <laughs> last Wednesday I was diagnosed with COVID. And um, yeah, oh, it's not such a simple thing, this COVID, but Baruch Hashem. Um, nothing major, just like a flu, whatever. But anyway, um, it's Adar. And I'm going to give a share on Adar, and then at the end, if I have some time or breath, um, I will, I will, what's it called? I will talk about some of the questions that I got today. We'll see if we have time. Um, we'll see what goes on. Anyway, so um, in the month of Adar, everyone knows, I'm sure you learned, Mishinichnas Adar Marvin Basimcha. When, when the month of Adar comes in, it says, Shinichnas Adar. When the month of Adar comes in, Marvin um, Masimcha, you should be happier. Girls, can you can you tell someone to be happier? Like just just turn a switch in your head. Hey, I'm happy. No. So so the 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 Shulchan Aruch when it talks about the month of Av, it says Mishenichnas Av Maatin Basimcha. When the month of Av comes in you should have less simcha. <clears throat> so what does it tell us? That really you're supposed to always be happy. Mamatim besimcha, less happy. Mamatim besimcha, more happy. But always happy. It doesn't say in the month of Av, don't be happy. But it says you should be less happy. What does that mean? So they tell us. Uh, can't drink wine, can't eat meat, can't listen to music, can't take a haircut, can't go to a wedding or bar mitzvah. So it tells us how to be less happy. But it doesn't tell us how to be more happy. So the question is, how does one become more happy? And how could the Chacham and the rabbis tell us to be more happy and not tell us how to be more happy? That's one question. Question number two, question number two is, what does it mean, Mishinichnas Adar, when Adar comes in? Does that mean that the second half of the month of Adar, you shouldn't be happy? Is that what it means? Only the beginning of Adar? Mishinichnas, when you go into Adar? If I was writing it, if I was the rabbi who wrote this, I would say, be Chodesh Adar in the month of Adar, in the month of Adar, you should be more happy. Not the beginning of Adar, it's the whole month of Adar. So, what does this Mishinichnas mean? So, there's a very important, we're going to answer all these questions, of course. Before we get to this, I want to talk to all the girls who are listening about something you need to take on yourself this week. Specifically, on Purim, on Friday, Thursday night and Friday, I want you to listen to a very interesting Pasuk. When Haman, <clears throat> when Haman came to Achashverosh with his plan of killing the Jews, if you want to look it up, it's I think it's Perig Bays. Let me see for sure. Maybe it's Perig Gimel. No, it's Perig Gimel. Pasiches. Um, now, this is a little bit Kabbalistic, but it's brought down in many forms. And Haman said to the king, Yetchno, there is, Am Echad. A nation, one, one nation. Separated, spread out between the nations. Girls, listen very carefully to what Rabbi Wallace is about to say. This also means the Satan was talking to the Melech, to Hashem. And the Satan said, Hashem, you have one nation. 
they're assimilating. They're, they're mixing in with the non-Jews and Umafarai. They don't get along with each other. They talk Lashon Hara on each other. They don't invite all the girls in the room to the, to, in the class to the party. Yeah, she did, she that. Yeah, I don't like her nose. I don't like her toes. I don't like her family. I didn't like her sister. They don't get along. They're from London. They're from Manchester. They're from here. They're from there. It's not my neighborhood. They're Hasidish. I'm Lithish. They're Sardim. So the Sultan said to Hashem, Oh, I know you have one nation, right? But they don't get along with each other and they want to be like the Goyim. They want to have Facebook. They want to have a smartphone. They like Goyesha music. They want to watch Goyesha movies. Oh, they're one nation, but they're messed up. They're assimilated. They want to be like all the other people. Wherever they are. And the Satan says to Hashem, And they're Jews. Their religion is different. It's different. Than all the other religions. He's admitting, the Satan's admitting that being a Yid, Yiddishkeit, is different than all the other nations. But, says the Satan, they're Jews, but the laws of the king. They don't keep. Nope. They're watching things, listening to things, dressing different. They're, 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 they're not. Yes, they're supposed to have a different religion, and the religion is different. They're Jews. Says the Mekatrik, the Sultan to Hashem. There's But Hashem, they're not listening to you. And therefore, He doesn't say, Into the king, Hashem. Oh, yeah, yeah, listen to this. It's not worth it for you to keep them around. They're Jews, but they're not acting like Jews. They're spread out. They don't get along. They want to be like the Goyim. Really? Oh, he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says to Hashem, If it's okay with you, God, says the Satan, you cut it with Adam. Write yourself, Hashem, Xera, to destroy them. And the king removed his ring and he let Haman sign Xera against Klaisrael, all the Midrashim say. It was the first time that God ever wrote Xera. Spoke about one with Moshe Abedin, but we never wrote one here. He wrote one. Yeah, that's what happened, everybody. It's happening again. But we had an Esther. And Esther Hamalka, she knew what was going on. So what would you think if I told you that the Satan standing in front of Hashem and said to Hashem that we're watching movies. We're listening to rock and roll and non-Jewish music. We're wearing our skirts a little short. Men are doing things in shul they shouldn't be. Maybe too many kiddish clubs. And I'm like, girls, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Sometimes like, they're assimilating they don't get along with each other. They talk of Shahara on each other. They're jealous of each other. And you have to fix one thing. You only could fix one thing. Hoping that that one thing 
would save the Jewish nation. Satan's saying, they'll dive in, they talk, they wear skirts that are short, they, they, they talk luxury hard about each other, they don't do kibbutz of the aim, uh, they listen to rock and roll, they, they watch movies, they're on WhatsApp and TikTok and all this other garbage, they're wasting their time and their life with, they're talking bad about each other, and there's only one of those items that we could fix. Can't fix them all. Which is the item you think that if we fix it would save the Jewish nation? I would say stop the assimilation. Stop the Jews acting like Goyim. Stop the assimilation and we'll be saved. Wrong! Estaham Alka knew the answer. So, Toma Esther, and Esther said after Mordechai told her that Hashem signed this and you got to go in front of the king and we're all in a lot of trouble. Toma Esther L'Hashem Mordechai. If we can do one thing, I'm going to tell you what we need to do. Lech, go. Mordechai, go. Kinos as kola Yehudim. Bring all the Jews together. Achtos. She didn't say put away the phones. She didn't say stop watching movies. She didn't say stop assimilating. The thing that bothers Hashem the most that Haman knew in this case would work. By the way, the Medrash says that when Haman came to Achashverosh and he told Achashverosh to destroy the Jews, Achashverosh was right now at the top, the top, top of his life. He had 127 countries. He was a billionaire. He threw the biggest party. Everyone, if you're 55 years old, you get 55-year-old wine and you, didn't, and you never got your cup refilled. You got a new gold cup. The guy threw a party like nobody's business. He was at the top the top, they own the whole world. The Persians own the whole world. Along comes this guy, Haman, and says to him, hey, there's this one Jewish guy, don't bow down to me. Well, he didn't tell him that, but he says, there's this nation that we need to destroy, the Jews. So the Medrash says, Achishver said to him, are you crazy? You want me to mess with the Jews? Why should I mess with the Jews? You know Paro was at the top of his game. And Mitzrayim ran the world. And then we, we messed, he messed with the Jews. And Paro lost everything. Luchanetza lost everything. Titus lost everything. Anyone who messed with the Jews, any empire that messed with the Jews, went down in flames. Greek, Persian. I mean, not Persian, Babylonian, Roman. He's like, I'm not messing with the Jews. They're not bothering me. Manishtana. What do you think that we could do to the Jews what Paro couldn't do? And Hamas, who's Amalek, who knows the Jews better than anyone else, said, you're right. <coughs> but the Jews in Mitzrayim had achtos. In Choshech, they would show their friends jewels that the Mitzrayim were hiding so their friends could get them. They didn't take them, but they did that for their friends. Even though they were slaves and they were on the lowest level of Abayi 49th level of Abayi They weren't in a good place. Haman Amalek said, Hashem will never write to destroy them when they get along with each other. And in all those empires that went down, the Jews got along with each other. But now we have a chance to wipe them out because Mufuza and Mufura, they don't like each other. Sfar, the Mashkenaz, the Chassid, the Litvish, this part of England, that part of England, American, Israeli, they don't, they don't get along. If they don't get along, if they get along, I'll tell you another thing, it brings down that, that um, I don't remember the king, I think it was Achav. Achav had an Avedizor on every corner of every block and the Jews were steeped, steeped in doing Avodah Zarah. 
Dovra Melech, Dovra Melech, right? So it brings down, the Chavetz Chaim brings down that when Dovra Melech went to war, they they won, but they lost a lot of soldiers. When Achav Harusha, Marusha Harusha, who served the Zara, went to war, he won and came back without losing one man. So Chavetz Chaim says, why? Because as lowlifes as they were, and as bums as they were, and as a Zara that they were, they were a gang. They were a posse. They were a chevra. They were five fingers and one hand, which makes a fist. And therefore, Hashem said, even though you get along, I got your back. I got your back. So Esther Hamalka, who knew Amalek very well, said to Mordechai, listen to me. All the other stuff they're doing wrong, Hashem will let them get away with it. He won't destroy them if they get along. Leich, kinais, as kolay yehudim adim tzah meshushan. The first thing you have to do is get them together. Get them as one. Whoever's listening tonight to the shirin, mitzvah Hashem, the shirin will go to Torah anytime and across the world. In the next four days, work on your big Adam Lechaveiro. I'll tell you a secret. I'm opening your minds to something you never heard before. Then, listen carefully. Then she said, some will lie, fast, don't drink, don't eat for three days, and we will fast, and then I'll come to the king. Why don't you say first, tell all the Jews to fast, tell them to daven, tell them to do a kinnis on sneas, tell all the men to finish us, Everyone say to heal him three times, say Shir Shalyom, do all this other stuff, and get together. No, she didn't say that. First thing, I don't care if you fast, you diving, you do tshuva, whatever you do, it's not going to help. It's not going to help. Unless, Lech Kenais call Yehudim. Unless you bring us all together. Isn't it interesting? The antithesis, the anti-Haman, the anti of Yesh Am Mufuzer Umufurud. What are the mitzvahs that we have on Purim? We don't have on any other holiday. Why don't you have Shlachmonus on Pesach? That would make Pesach a lot easier. Why don't you have Matanas Lev Yainim on Pesach? Why don't we read the Haggadah in shul in public? Why don't we have a suda where we invite the whole family? Yes, it's very nice to invite your family on the Seder, uh, for your Seder, but it's not a mitzvah. But the mitzvahs of, 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 of Purim, where we make a Shechiyonu on them at night on Megillah and on the, and the day on the other three, right? The mitzvahs, we make a Shechiyonu, make a bracha on it. Why only this holiday? Why not Shavuos? Matan Taira, invite your neighbor for Suuda, invite your family for Suuda. Before, give money to buy cheesecake. I don't know, Shachmano, send cheesecake to friends. Why only on Purim do we have these four mitzvahs? And the answer is that if the whole power of Amalek and Haman was the Jews don't get along with each other. Yeah, they're assimilating. He said all this other garbage. The bottom line is they don't get along with each other. And therefore the Melech Hashem wrote the Xerah. Then let's do four things to break Amalek and break what Haman said about us. To bring the Jewish nation together. So first, Megillah is a mitzvah, Hatsume Nisa. The more, the bigger the shul, if you have a little shul and a big shul, it says you should go to the big shul. Leich Kenais Kala Yehudim, bring them all into shul. Together. Nashim, the women are upstairs. 
Anoshim, the men are in shul. Children, they're in shul, dressed up with braggers. And I don't know what they do in England, but I'm very anti the people who rush. Don't rush it. He wanted to kill us all. Every time I say, Haman, make noise. I know you're fasting. You fast a few more minutes. This was the killer, the murderer, the corona. Haman, do you have a chance to make some noise? What's the rush? Bring in fire, not firecrackers, but noisemakers and drums and trumpets and choo. Now it's time to make noise, not doing davening. Everyone's in a rush. It's a rush, it's a rush. You know, there's a medrash that says that every time you stamp on the floor in Shemayim, I'll read it to you. In Shemayim, they stamp on his head. That's crazy. I don't know that you have a head in Shemayim. That's what it says. Every time you stamp, that's why I, I make noise, but I also stamp on the floor. That every time it's brought down in the Kavayasha, that every time you stamp on the floor, they stamp on Haman's head. What's the rush? The guy's a murderer, a killer, a Nazi. Hitler, you Mashimo. You're in a rush? Everyone's in a rush. Lech, Knais, call Yehudim. Come to Shul. Everyone that he wanted to wipe out is in Shul. Women, men, children, babies. They're all in Shul. Together. Pasume Nisa. Let's fix the being spread out. Oh, you can't make noise. Uh, you can't sit next to me. You make too much noise. We're lucky we can make noise. They wanted to wipe us all out. There wouldn't be any noise. They'd be silent. That's what you want. He wanted silence. He wanted to silence the Jews. Scream, yell, bang at the top of your lungs. Scream at the humbug in your life. Scream at the poison and the bad and the jealousy in your life. Bang it out. What's the rush? So the Chachamim, the Chachamim were very smart. They said, she was right. Lech Knaith Kala Yehudim. Go to Shul. Listen to the Megillah in public. But relationships start at home. So make sure you make a Sa'uda. It's very nice to get along with other people. But sometimes the hardest people to get along with is your family. So one of the mitzvahs on Purim, actually the last mitzvah on Purim, before the night, is the mitzvah of sitting together with your parents, your children, cousins and uncles and family. And I think this year it'll be a little easier than last year. Well, last year no one really knew about COVID. Anyway, we're all wearing masks. That's the funny part about it. Not so funny, but Purim's not like, whoa, you're wearing a mask. The whole world is wearing a mask. It's one big Purim. The whole world is one big Purim. So the last mitzvah of the day is sitting with your family because that's where it's that's where it starts and that's where it ends. It's your parents, brothers and sisters, children. Kanais kala Yehudim. Bring the family together. But before we do that mitzvah, before we take care of our family, let's take care of all the people that need help. Matanas le'evyonim. Show Hashem that we're not a spread out nation and that we love each other and we love the person who doesn't have and the person that needs. So we have a mitzvah of matanath evyayim to help the broken people. You see, Hashem, I don't really care about my family. I care about the broken people. But what about the not broken people? What about the people you don't have mercy on? That comes to your door. You know, a lot of us do chesed. I'm not ragging on chesed, girls. A lot of us do chesed. What about the regular person that needs you? You don't have empathy for them. You don't have mercy on them. It's just another girl in school. And she's a regular girl. Many times we forget about them. There's so many kids that do stuff. I'm in the psychological world. 
that hurt themselves and do stuff because they want to get attention because negative attention seems to be the way to get attention today. Because people who do good and the right thing, they don't get any attention. But if you're a drug addict and you're cutting and you're not eating and you're doing all this other stuff, everyone's all over you. Everyone's, everyone's all over you. Therapists and rehabs and people and the kid in the family that is doing well, nobody even talks to him. It's for the regular person. Your neighbor, down the block. Give them food. Give them two items of food, not money. Because they need your money. You know, today it's a little bit different. In the old days, they used to bake. My grandmother baked all the shlachmanas. Today, you just order, hello, you're delivered to 2211 and that one and here. I don't want to get involved, you know. I'll order it, I'll do it. Hello? That's not what this is about. Make it with your own hands. Deliver it. It's about being together, not calling in orders. Uber delivery. We're losing, we're losing the mitzvahs. We want to show Hashem that what Haman says is history. We are together. We are a nation together. The other stuff we're doing, we're we're a little messed up here and there, but it's okay. We get along with each other. That's all Hashem wants. I, I can tell you as a parent, most of the girls here are not parents, but I can tell you as a parent, that if you have a Shabbos meal, you have a Shabbos table, and you have like, let's say, five daughters, and two of them are not talking to each other, you, you can't enjoy the Shabbos table. You're like, I'm going upstairs. I can't sit with you guys. If your kids are fighting with each other, I can't sit with you. Now, if they're not fighting with each other and they all get along, one's a little bit more modern, one's a little bit off the derech, one has got problems in school, one is learning disabled, you'll have the best Shabbos meal. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't matter. It's, that's fine. But when they don't get along with each other, when sisters and brothers are not talking to each other, and you're a parent, you're like, I can't sit at this table. Hashem is the same way. Okay, they have this problem, they have that problem. They have it doesn't matter. As long as my kindleloch, my children, get along with each other. Came along home and said, no, they don't get along with each other. They don't let her into this school. This school doesn't let her into that school. With this, with that. With special school for all these special kids. And this, but that, that, your kid's not good enough. God doesn't want to hear that. That was Haman's tainah to Hashem. As Tamalka said, Leif, can I call you Before you fast and before you dive in and before you learn, the most important thing you need to do is kiss with a chaf. Get together. So I'm asking everyone who's listening to tonight's share that this week, Make a special effort to be nice to other people, specifically your parents and other people, and to invite into your heart, into into your heart, invite other kids that you didn't like or you didn't want to have anything to do with for whatever reason. Fix this terrible thing that happened in the times of Haman. And show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we all love each other. And it's an interesting thing because when Haman came back to Zeresh and she said, where were you? And he said, I went to the yeshiva. And she said, what did you see? He said, I saw all the kids learning together. They were learning the halachas of Kemitsa. It doesn't matter what they were learning. And she said to him, they were at the top of the game. He's, he's going now to Esther Amalaka's party. He thinks he's like going to be the next king, right? Zeresh, who was Russia, Marusha, the lowest of the low, says to him, my dear husband, Haman, we are going to Medrash. We are going to lose. We are Dunsky. It's over. He's like, what? I was just invited to the party of the queen. What are you talking about? She goes, if they're learning together, the kids, and they're getting along, your whole title was that Jews don't get along. But if they're learning together and they're getting along, we're finished. She was from Amalek. She knew. We 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 read we read this past week. I wasn't going to spend so much time on this, but uh, yeah, it's like really important. Um, we read this week Pasha Zohar. This was Amalek's koyach. Let me show you what I want to say here. Pasha's kisait. Say 
So it says the following. They met you on the way. And they went after all the stragglers, all the Jews that were outside the cloud. Because inside the cloud, they were protected. And you were tired, stretched out, um, and therefore, they attacked you. So Rashi says, They didn't have strength because of their the sins that they were doing. That the 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 cloud threw them out. Says that they didn't have, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have any strength because they were thrown out and they were outside the protective um, cloud. So I heard this week a rabbi blew me away. He said, "Who does a mully go after? A mully goes after the kids that are thrown out of the cloud." A Amalek, the Satan goes after the kids that are outside the cloud. That are, oh yeah, you get out, they're weak, and they have a Makayak, and they're depressed, and they have anxiety, and they don't feel like they belong. That's who Amalek picked on. He didn't go after the Jews in the cloud, in Yeshiva, that were doing well. No, the Satan goes after the weak. The ones that are not doing so well, that have dysfunctional families, that went through trauma, they're having a hard life. Hashem said, that's who you're going after? If that's the case, <laughs> wipe them out. Like Tishkach, don't forget what they did to you. The rabbi said, Yeshivas, don't throw them out of the cloud. Look what happened to the Jews that were out of the cloud. Amalek was waiting for them. Keep our kids in yeshiva. Keep them protected. I was like, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Amazing. So I think it's our job on Purim and working, waking up, working up to Purim is to work on our not to cut anyone out of our lives, you don't know, girls, how many girls that I visit in psych wards or that are anorexic or that are going through depression because some girl in school cut her out of a friendship or was her friend and then made new friends and dropped her. And it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like, it's my fault. That's why she's not well mentally. And the answer is, one of the most important things to a human being is to be accepted. Accepted. When you feel that you're not accepted, so my parents, because we have a little bit of a dysfunctional family or they're not happy with the way I'm behaving, I'm not accepted by them. I'm not accepted in the school. I'm not a hundred, you know, student. But if, if I'm accepted by my friends, and they invite me to their parties and they invite me to their Shabbatones or their Shabbat sleepovers or whatever it is. So even as long as I'm accepted by someone, I'm okay. But when I come to the conclusion that I'm not accepted by anyone, that's the number one cause for depression and anxiety. And once you're depressed in your room because you don't think anyone likes you, then all the other stuff happens. And the one of Ador comes in. Make other people happy. Because if you make other people happy, automatically you become happy. But that's not my answer to the question. Now we're going to finish up. And maybe next week we'll do some answers to the questions the girl sent in about Gilgal 
and why it's kibbutz of aim such a hard mitzvah. And we'll go into other things a little bit about Pesach, and we'll go into other questions. But I want to end with the answer to the two questions I asked. Mishinichnas, what does that mean? What about the second half? And you should just say Chodesh Adamam Masimcha. And how do you become happy? Like, what do you do? It doesn't say you should drink. It doesn't say you should listen to music. It doesn't say you should dance on your bed. Um, what does it mean? So here's the answer. Listen carefully. The and I spoke last night to a group of girls that are you sign mice are orphans. I think there were sixty to eighty orphans and never more because of COVID. And I, I told them that that this Megillah, Esther, Purim, is the holiday of orphans. The holiday of people who lost a parent or have no parents. And they're like, what? Whoever no one ever said that. So I want to share this with you, and with this will end. An amazing medrash. The medrash says that when Esther Hamalka, mother, was pregnant, three months pregnant, her father died. You can imagine what kind of terrible levaya, and you can imagine what it said on yeshiva world, or shushan world, probably with shushan world. Um, father dies! Wife's pregnant. Probably that was very, very bad, right? And then, and then, at childbirth, her mother died. Whoa, Shushan world. With God, how could he do this? This poor baby, no father, no mother. Tragedy. Must have been a really bad news conference. Okay. Mordechai, who's her uncle, adopts her. She has no parents. The girl has no parents. Brings down the medrash. Now, how did this whole gezerah start? Interesting that someone asked me about Kibbutz of the Aim in one of the questions today. That the Satan, who is Amalek, Haman, came in front of Hashem and said, I am asking for reward for my Esav, who was the father of Amalek, for Esav, who never before or after was there a person who kept Kivit of the Aim on his level. It brings down in the Medrash that he never served a glass of tea to his father Yaakov, to his father Yitzchak, without wearing a Shabbos suit. Can you imagine? Hey, so can you bring me a tea? Hold on, I gotta take a shower and do my hair, put on my suit and my tie every time. And then later on, how about a pillow? Huh? Do it again. He was amazing, amazing in, in Kivit of Aim. Amazing. So, the Malach Gavriel said, yeah, but so was Yaakov. His mother sent him to get married to Lavan. And the Satan said, no, it's not true. His mother sent him to get married to one girl. And he should have left after he got married to Leah. But he worked another seven years for Russell. She never said you should marry two girls. And then he worked for another six years to make money. So that shows he didn't go for Kibbutz of the Aim. Or he would have left after Leah. So that shows that the whole 22 years that he was gone, he didn't do Kibbutz of the Aim. So Yaakov did not do Kibbutz of the Aim for 22 years. And Esav did. And therefore, I am asking for reward for Esav that the Jews should be destroyed. We had a big problem. 22 years of Kivit of the Aim on Esau's level was a big kitchen, a big kitchen for Klai Yisrael. Got up the Ma'ach Michal, went down to the Lois, went down to the Medrash, and said, there is one girl who lives in Shushan, and her name is Esther Hadassah. And Hadassah is who Esther. She is more perfect in Kivit of the Aim than Esau. Why? She never did anything against her parents. She never answered them back. She never didn't listen to them. Because she never had parents. So she's perfect. She is the perfect Kibbutz of Aim. Better than Esau. Not bad, huh? Said the Malach the Satan is not stupid. Said the Malach Satan of Esau, of Haman. That's very nice she didn't do anything wrong. But she never did anything right. 
because she never had parents. My Esav served his father. Even though he did things that were wrong, he married a Kanani, he served the Vaidazar and the smoke went into his father's eyes. He wasn't perfect, but he was very good at what he did right for his parents. He said she never did anything. Said the Malach Michal, you're right, but by a Jew, Machshava Kimaisa, which means if someone knocks on your door and you you say one minute and you go down to get a dollar, and by the time you get to the door, she's not there anymore. Person's not there anymore. You still get the mitzvah like you did it. You get the mitzvah like you did it. So every single day, this is what I told these girls that were orphans last night, that every single day that you say to Hashem, I wish I could do Kibra Be'em, but I don't have a parent, right? She didn't have any parents. Mahshava, since she wanted to do Kibra Be'em, even though she couldn't, she got credit every single day. And therefore, Esther was more perfect in Kibra Be'em than Esau. Said Hashem, the only one that could destroy Haman in the world is Esther. Because Esther is the only one that had better kibbutz of the aim than Esau. That's it. We have one chance. One shot, everybody. One girl. That's it. Even Mordechai couldn't go up against them. Which explains, and we're going to answer now everything, which explains something I never understood as a kid. She tells Mordechai, listen, I can't go to the king because the king has a rule that if you go to him uninvited, he chops your head off. So I don't know what to do. So Mordechai says the following. Don't worry about yourself. And he, when, he, when they read it, they say it very loud. If you're going to waver when we need you, Hashem will save us through someone else. You're a loser. Your father's a loser. Your family's a loser. Maybe this is the reason you became queen. Now, girls. It was one of you girls. And I was, Rabbi Wallace, was sending you on a mission to the Queen of England. But if you walk into the Queen of England uninvited, they shoot you. They shoot you. And the Queen of England's not going to invite you. And I'm like, listen, you got to save all the Jews in the world. And the only one that could do that is the Queen of England. I would say, listen, I know you're putting your life in danger, but we're going to dominate for you. For the next three days, we're going to fast. We're going to say the whole Tehillim. The girls are going to do a whole kinnis on Sneers, on, 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 on Lashon Hara, on, and, and, and we're going to learn the whole Shas, and we're going to go to Rav Chaim, and we're going to go to the Kaisel, and we're going to speak to every Rav, and oh my gosh, and don't worry, Hashem's going to save you. That's what I would tell you. What does he say? He says, you, if you don't go, like I was telling this girl, listen to me, if you don't go to the Queen of England, you're a loser, your family's a loser, and, and, and who knows if, if you're even born for this reason. Whoa, he's trash-talking her. He's criticizing her. What's going on here? What's going on here? Beautiful tarot, says the Medrash. No, chas He would never criticize or trash-talk his niece. He said the following. I know in Ruch HaKodesh, but the reason you lost your parents, the reason you lost your parents was to make you the only possible person to destroy Haman. If you don't go to destroy Haman and save the Jews, at Ubezavich, that you lost your family, that you lost your parents, Taivedu, it's for no reason. You lost them for no reason. The only reason you lost them was to be the, the best at Kivan of the aim to destroy Haman. But if you don't use the moment to, to save Chayisro, then you could have had parents and PTA and gone to Disneyland with them and gone to Israel for circus with them. The only reason you don't have them 
It's the same Yisrael. And the reason you're queen is for this moment. Now, girls, think about Shushan News. Shushan World. When she lost her parents, like, how can Hashem do this? And the Jews were walking around, where's God? Poor little kid. And what they didn't realize is that what Hashem did, that she lost her parents before she was born, was sending them, the same people that were walking around saying, Hashem, how did you do this? Hashem's like, what are you talking about? I did it for you. You're upset at me? I did this to save you. When you realize that the tragedies and things in the world have a cheshbin and Hashem is behind the scenes, it's mister, it's hidden when you realize that things don't happen for no reason. I don't understand how a person can be an atheist who believes in the theory of randomness, that people just die and people have money, these people don't have money and everything's random. How, how could you be a happy person? The people who come into me who are atheists or agnostic, right? They don't, they don't, you know, like they never came in and said, Hey, Rabbi Wallerstein, life is great. Where's God? They walk in, How do you know there's a God? Who told you there's a God? Why is there a God? How do you know Judaism is true? They're miserable, angry, depressed people. Why? Because if you live in a world that nothing has meaning and it's just luck and randomness, how do you deal with life? In Adar, we see even the poor, where he picked the seventh of Adar and he thought it was Moshe Rabbeinu died, that it's a very bad time for us. He didn't realize that it's a really good time for us. Moshe Rabbeinu was born. Everything Hashem did, he doesn't say Hashem's name in the Megillah, it was all mystery, it was all hidden. When I walk around, girls, when I walk around and I know that everything, that I got corona, but that there's a reason I got corona. I didn't just get corona. I didn't get it for a year, but there's a reason Hashem, it's what I'm supposed to happen. I, I can live through it. I'm okay. It's all right. So therefore, Mishinichnas Adar doesn't mean the beginning of Adar. When you go into Adar, when you think about Adar, Mishinichnas Adar, when you put your head into Adar, you go into Adar, I don't, you don't have to drink, you don't have to music. No, but I don't have to tell us. Mishinichnas Adar, when you realize that God is always with you, automatically you will become a happier person. You know the famous story about the person who there was a, 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 a picture of two footprints, two sets of footprints in the sand. And they asked the person, who are those two footprints? And the person said, one is me, that's my set of two footprints. And the other one is God, because God always walks with me. And then a little further down the beach, there's only one footprint in the sand. And they asked the person, what is that footprint in the sand? Whose is that? And she says, oh, that's when God left me. And that's when I'm alone and depressed. And the person said, oh, are you wrong? When God saw that you were going through a hard time, he didn't want you to walk anymore. So he picked you up and held you in his hands. That set of footprints that's in the sand now are his. Because you are in his hands. That's what Adar is. Knowing that Hashem is there, privately, secretly, says the Chachamim, we don't got to tell you eat meat, drink wine, because that's all, that's all outside stuff. That's not inside stuff. When you realize, when you realize and you go into Ador and you see that Hashem is behind everything, even a tragedy like Esther losing both her parents, it makes us much happier. It makes us able to handle life. So pick a mitzvah um, in the next five days. Maybe 
being very strict and not talking bad about any Jew. Maybe working up on your kibbutz of the aim and be much more thankful. Maybe write them a letter for Purim about all the secret stuff that you realize they do for you. You don't always have to get a prize or a trip but to realize the day-to-day making supper and, 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 and taking care of you and sending you to school and taking you to the doctor and all the things that, you know, you think it's a parent's job, it's not a job. Maybe recognizing that and maybe writing them a nice Purim letter and showing them that you appreciate the secret, the nistar, the secret things they do for you. Maybe inviting a girl for Shabbos this coming Shabbos that you've never invited before. Maybe telling a friend that you're sorry for cutting her out of the chevra. You have to figure it out. But something, because Purim is it's through that's Purim with the family. It's Shlach Manos with your Ehu to your friends. It's Matanos Yonin to poor people. And it's Sumenisa reading the Megillah. May we all be Zaycher in the schus of recognizing God's secret, Nistar, to see his Neglar, because it says that Mashiach will come in the month of Nisan. When we realize the Nistar, that's when Hashem will show us the Neglar. Let's become an Am that's not before the Muforad. That was the answer. That's what created the Nais of us being saved. Let's all get together. Let's have Achdos. Thank you for listening. I feel great. It's Lacharaba. Thank you very much, Rabbi. What I'll see you again. Pleasure. For Shalema and Fredekum Purim. Fredekum Purim. That's Lacha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.